You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind, and last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins played game two of their four-game weekday series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Dan Castano went opposite of Chris Stratton. It was a bullpen game of sorts for the Pirates. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, for the Marlins, a second consecutive night of frustration against the visiting Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates came into town 14 games under 500, but they have won back-to-back games to start this four-game series at Lone Depot Park. 5-1 the final last night, and today 3-2 the score here in Miami. It was a bullpen game for the Pirates, but Chris Stratton, Dylan Peters, Tyler Beatty, and Will Crow in front of the closer, David Bednar, able to get the job done. Five Pirates pitchers limiting Miami to two runs on five hits after they had one run on five hits last night. It's been nine games now. Marlins offense has gone really, really quiet up and down the order, and the Pirates pull out the one-run victory here tonight. This game was 0-0 into the third. Dan Castano pitching against Chris Stratton at the outset, but Pittsburgh jumped in front in the top of the third, leading the inning off. The former Marlin, Jake Marisnik. Find out a little bit. Jake Marisnik, first ball hitting, slugs one deep to left field. Birdie's back. He's at the wall as Marisnik is homered for the second night in a row. It's one nothing Pirates. Marisnik three for six in this series. A double, two homers, three RBIs, three runs scored, and a stolen base. But after that, Castano came back to retire the next three in a row when he went to the bottom of the third. Marlins down one nothing. Brian Anderson led off the home half of the third with a single after the first six had gone down against Chris Stratton. Miguel Rojas lined to right for the first out. Nick Fortes then doubled, putting Marlins runners at second and third with one out in the third inning. At that point, Stratton was pulled from the game. Dylan Peters on to pitch for the Pirates, and the first man he faced, Joey Wendell. atmosphere to be electric as Wendell hits a fly ball into center field for Jake Marisnik. He's under it and makes the catch in medium center. Anderson tags coming home. The throw is way up the third baseline. Anderson's going to score. It's a sack fly for Wendell, and we're tied at one. It would stay 1-1 into the fifth inning. Diego Castillo led off with a single against Castano, but Dan came back and retired. Jack Swinski in a fly ball to right, and Jake Marisnik in a fly ball to center. So he had a way out of the inning. Man at first, two down. Then he had to face the rookie phenom, O'Neill Cruz. 2-1 to Cruz is hammered down the right field line. That's a fair ball. Going to roll to the wall. Castillo has waved the third coming home. Wendell, the relay throw to the plate, and it's not in time. Cruz ends up at third, and the Pirates lead it 2-1. An RBI triple for the 23-year-old Cruz. Pittsburgh was on top, and Cruz was 90 feet away for the number nine man in the batting order. Another rookie, catcher Jason DeLay. O'Neill Cruz as Jason DeLay bangs one into center field for a base hit. Cruz is going to score, and it's 3-1 Pittsburgh. So back-to-back two-out hits, a Cruz RBI triple, a DeLay run-scoring single, and the Bucks have opened up a two-run lead. Well, in the third inning, Pittsburgh grabbed the lead. Marlins came right back with a run to tie the game. In the fifth, Pittsburgh two in the top of the inning, and the Marlins again had a response in the bottom with one out and infield hit by Brian Anderson. He was a race on a fielder's choice by Miguel Rojas, but Miggy stole second, 
and was in scoring position with two outs in the fifth inning for Nick Fortes. First 3-0 pitch to Fortes with Wendell on deck. Miggy breaks for third, had a great jump. Ground ball into left field, a base hit for Fortes. Miggy's going to score, and it's 3-2. You had the third baseman, Hayes, breaking to cover the bag with Miggy running, and Fortes grounded that ball right through the spot he gave up. So the Marlins are back within a run, but Joey Wendell grounded his second, ending the fifth inning, and Miami would not manage another base runner in this game until there were two outs in the ninth. It stayed 3-2 all the way into the ninth inning. Dan Castano, the Marlins starter, went five. Five hits, three runs all learned. Didn't walk anybody, struck out three. A lot of homer through 64 pitches, 47 strikes. Eliezer Hernandez, in his second relief appearance since coming back from AAA, worked three scoreless. One hit, one walk, three strikeouts. And Richard Blyer, who had a 1-2-3 inning on six pitches last night, sit down the side facing only three in the ninth on only five pitches here tonight. He let a one-out hit to Diego Castillo, but then he got Jack Sawinski into a terrific 2-6-3 double play. So six outs on 11 pitches in the last two nights for Richard Blyer, and that sent this game to the bottom of the ninth, Pittsburgh 3 and Miami 2. David Bednar headed to the All-Star game in his second full big league season for the Pirates. He's their closer. John Birdie, first ball hitting, leading off the bottom of the ninth, fouled out to the second baseman. Kevin Newman covered a lot of ground, made a really nice defensive play for the first out. Avi Garcia, who had come into the game after Garrett Cooper had to exit. Coop fouled the ball off the inside of his left knee, in his at-bat in the sixth inning, and we'll hope to get an update on Coop any minute when we hear from Don Mattingly. Avi batting for the first time, hit a fly ball to right for the second out, but then Jesus Aguilar kept the game going with a single into right field. Luke Williams pinch ran, carrying the tying run, and he stole second base, so the Marlins were hit away from tying this game. Two outs to the ninth, trailing 3-2. Williams at second, Brian De La Cruz their last chance, but De La Cruz went down swinging, and that's how this one ends. Bednar closing it out. Pirates three and the Marlins two. For Pittsburgh, three runs on seven hits. No Pirates errors. Three men left for the Marlins. Two runs, five hits, no errors. They strand three in the game. Dylan Peters, the winning pitcher, out of the bullpen. Two two-thirds innings of two-hit, one-run ball. No walks, three Ks. Beat Dan Castano. Peters is five and two. Castano falls to one and three. For David Bednar, save number 16 in the season. This one took two hours, 43 minutes to complete. Pirates have won four in a row for the first time in 2022. They improved the record to 38 and 50, now 18 and 27 on the road. As for the Marlins, well, they've lost back-to-back games. They've lost three of the last four. If you go back to the weekend against the Mets to fall to 41 and 45, Marlins now just a game over at home, 20 and 19 with this setback tonight. And the Marlins, who desperately need wins and desperately need to take advantage of what ought to be an easier stretch of schedule after they'd really been through the gauntlet of late. Can't get it done again tonight against these Pirates. 3-2 Pittsburgh, the final score. The good news that we got earlier this afternoon, Garrett Cooper headed to the All-Star game for the first time in his career. Marlins will send three to the All-Star game for the first time since 2016 when they had four All-Stars that year. Jose Fernandez, Marcelo Zuna, A.J. Ramos, and also Fernando Rodney. It's been most of the first half that year as a Padre, but did represent the Marlins at the All-Star game. Unfortunately, Coop leaves this game with an injury. We'll get an update on him from Donnie coming up. 
Marlins pitchers tonight struck out six Pirates hitters. You know the drill. The Marlins and Nation again working together this year to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout, $25 will be donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative to support cancer research. Six Ks tonight. That's $150 more for the season now. 730 strikeouts by the Marlins staff. $18,250 headed to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Pittsburgh 3, Miami 2. Game 3 of this four-game set at 6.40 tomorrow. Pablo Lopez for the Marlins. 6-4, 2.91 ERA. He'll match up with Pirates right-hander J.T. Brubaker, 2-8. His ERA at 4.34. So the Pirates edge the Marlins. Miami now back to 4-under, 500 at 41-45. Before we hear from Donnie afterwards, let's step aside for a quick commercial break. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from the skipper Don Mattingly after the Marlins 3-2 loss to the Pirates last night. Skipper, not a lot of chances in this game uh, offensively for either team, really. Um, is it tricky when you see so many pitchers? Sometimes it works in your favor offensively. Tonight it seemed like it was uh, difficult. Yeah, sometimes those bullpen, they seem to go one way or the other. Either they go really good or they go really bad. And uh, obviously tonight it went pretty good for them. Um, yeah, seeing different guys always not not quite giving guys the same look is is probably always you know can be advantageous for the the pitcher in general. How about your pitching? Castano and Hernandez did a really nice job. Yeah, uh, I thought Daniel was was good. He kept us in it. You know, he gave up a couple of a uh, couple or three runs there. Uh, but Eliezer keeps us in it for three, gives us chances to score. You know, Richard gives us a good inning. Um, you know, again, they give us, you know, the bullpen out there, they give us an opportunity to get back in it. Uh, we just weren't able to you know, get anything going. On the Fortes double, did you did you sense your spot, Anderson possibly scoring on that play, or to you, was that a good hold? I think it's a good hold. I mean, we, we score the run anyway. Well, maybe to throw the guy could go to third. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can, <laughs> no, but you like the whole queen head, be the yeah. king. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. No. So I thought it was. I thought it was the right play. You, you got your top of your order coming up. Um, you felt good about Joey getting that run in. Uh, that made a pretty clean cut. The guy got it clean, threw it clean. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably out. Honestly. Fortes' game in general, that he had the RBI single on with Rojas running the third, and then the double play that he was able to get in the ninth. Just to see the all-around effort from him. Yeah, he did, he was pretty much. Uh, Part of that, you know, kind of put us in position to get a run, and then got us to run with Miggy running there, uh, and a really nice play on on that bunt kept us from using another guy. We would, probably would have been in our bullpen at Floral there, uh, saved us another guy, gave us a chance again, giving us a zero, get us out of that inning, and, and give us a chance. Miggy's base running pretty underrated part of his game. Yeah, the last couple of years he's really kind of found his little niche where he he knows when to go, right, and he. 
and you don't see him getting thrown out very often. That's kind of I think last year he was like 12 or 13, and maybe got got him one time or something. Um, so he's kind of got that niche of of when to go uh, and how to kind of get his lead and maximize his his speed. With you know, with Eliezer, back to back outings being pretty good, but I have seen from him in, in that situation and. Um, how beneficial this new role could be for him? No, he's been good, and we probably we really didn't want to use him like the way we used him tonight. He was built. He was ready to pitch basically at 100 pitches. He was kind of his start day, or yesterday was his start day. Um, so he was ready for it, but we really kind of envisioned this guy being a little bit of a bridge, but also being a possibility of that his stuff ticks up you know, that one inning, two inning stints that he could be a guy that coming out of your pen is another one of those guys that shuts shuts teams down. Uh, kind of that, he's that one time through, right? And it's usually pretty good. Uh, Jason just gave us the update negative x-rays for Cooper, especially looking at how how it looked live when after the foul ball hit off and just sigh of relief there. That yeah, definitely the negative, you feel better without any kind of anything going on with it. Um, but we'll see, you know, we'll kind of be day-to-day. We'll see where it looks like tomorrow. All these things are kind of amazing, what the trainers are able to do with all kinds of guys that balls off their ankles and shins, and the next day they're ready to go. So hopefully that's the case, um, but we'll, we'll see tomorrow. Just, you know, lulls, ups and downs for the offense this year. Just how to get it going again. It seems like it's been a little bit over a week now, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems like – it's always kind of like that in in the game. Your your team seems to roll. Um, you know, either gets it going, you're scoring some runs, and you get stretches where you don't. Uh, I feel like we hit the Mets kind of not scoring as we walked in there. They had the big game against this first game, but then they really didn't score. So you hit these little lulls. It seems like that you don't score, and that's when you need. That's when you're hoping that one or two guys is hot and kind of carries you. In a game like tonight, we give up three runs. If one guy is hot and hits a three-run homer, you know, we win a game somehow. And that's what you really hope for when your team is kind of, in general, not swinging the bats good together. Quietly, Richard Blair's done a pretty good job in the last three outings. Yeah, that's been really encouraging. Uh, because for a while there, it was hard to find a spot to use him. And we played some teams that didn't really have any true left-handed spots. Uh, we've ran into more teams that there's spots for him. And then he, you know, you're starting to get that confidence back. He's starting to look like last year, where he's getting that late sink, late action. You know, the, even the swings that are hit are the kind of dribbler, little base hits. They're not the balls they were hitting early in the year, where everything was in a gap, um, something like that. So it's really encouraging to get him back and and rolling. It gives us that, you know, our lefties are really going pretty good out there. That was Donnie after the Pirates edge out the Marlins 3-2 at Lone Depot Park last night. Game three of this series comes your way at 6.40 tonight when Pablo Lopez goes opposite of J.T. Brubaker. The right-hander will be on the air at 6.10 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.